0: How are we doing, everybody? I am Jeff Hoke here with, as always, Kevin Perdeos and Chris Henrique, and this is once again another another episode of Shorthanded Takes a Boston Bruins podcast presented by Beyond the Monster. I'm still trying to get used to saying that. I haven't got used to saying that yet, so give me some time, Chris, on that. I, I'm 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 working hard on it. Okay.
1: <laughs> just wait. Just wait until we like incorporate a sponsor or something. Oh, uh, you know? dude,
0: I, you know, it's, I, I'm not even going to get used to saying Beyond the Monster and you guys are going to throw a sponsor at me. I'm going to have to start reading that and remember that. But at least hoping i hoping that it's a punk mister, too. I still, I still have the old sponsor from, uh, Couch Guy. I haven't thrown that away yet. I really need to clean my room, but that's besides the point. Um, I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if anybody
1: bought Shock Energy then. I don't think they're going to buy it now. So
0: I never bought it. So I, I, I don't, I don't think anyone ever bought it, but that's besides the point. Uh, so, we are coming off a three-game stretch uh, where, I believe, someone said they were going to go 3-0. Uh, two of you said they were going to go 3-0. Chris and Kevin both said the Bruins were going to go 3-0, and the Bruins did indeed go 3-0, uh, beating the Flames 3-1, beating the Sabres 3-1, and beating the Canucks 5-2. Not only did they beat the beat them on the ice, they also beat the living shit out of them. Uh, A.J. Greer just absolutely destroyed a man uh last night and also uh it, on the same day the Satan twins and Lugano gets uh, inducted into the hockey hall of fame. They have to play the Bruins. That, that's just that's just fantastic. That's just it's poetry re- writing itself right there. Am I right boys?
1: Talk about two really soft players, huh?
2: <laughs> what the Satan twins?
0: Oh soft. soft.
2: Yeah. yeah what was what was the saying Darren? um I won't say it but <laughs> then the Stanley Cup run. I don't remember. Two girls, ah. no cup. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, that's right. I forgot about that. Uh, the good old days of when they burned down their city because they lost the Stanley Cup. Those were those were the days. Anyway, that being said, uh, so uh, Christmas, yesterday's game. But uh, let's go over the Flames and the Sabres game. The Sabres game being the biggest game uh, being oh, and that was their roughest game. That was the worst they have looked all season so far, and they still were able to pull out the three to one win. Uh, Kevin, what did you see in that in those three games, especially the Sabers game? Uh, that uh popped out the most to you.
2: I hope if I was unmuted there, huh? Jesus, yeah, it'd be help. Figure, yes. it, figure it out here, Kev. Come on, it's Monday, Monday night. I I think my brain shut off. <laughs> but um, I, I think. One of my things has always been that defense is a weak point and these stretch of games, I think the defense has looked a lot better. Um, you know, I know we're we're struggling goaltending ten wise with swamin down. Um, hopefully he's on the way back. But um the new kid, I'm not even gonna to attempt to say his name, I thought played really well. So um that's good to see. Allmark, is always, is standing on his head, so keep riding the hot hand. But um, really all the negatives that I've said so far in the, in the show and the past episodes, I think, has changed, and they've stepped up, and they've played a lot better. And um, the addition of McAvoy helps big time. I think his first game back, he got a goal, the game-winning goal, actually, yeah. So um, that wasn't a typical McAvoy-esque type game, but it's good to see that that you know his first game back he's able to find himself on the score sheet.
0: So uh so Chris let's talk about uh Kinkade as uh or as Patrice Bergeron calls him Kinky. Um uh one game uh looked pretty well gave up one goal and that was an early on goal so it was kind of one of those you know uh getting used getting feeling feeling the atmosphere kind of uh giving up of a goal. Uh what did you see from uh Kinkade that uh really impressed you?
1: Well, there was that one kick save that was an absolute beat. Um, I forgot what period it was too, but it's it's almost like they're goaltending right now. Like these guys are feeding off each other. You know what I mean? Like Swayman didn't look that hot during the preseason. He And then before getting hurt, he was trying to get into a rhythm. Obviously when Elmark's been in there, he's been lights out. Um, but I thought Kincaid looked pretty good again. He had that, he had that, um, that key save. I think he had like 30 saves in total for the night. Um, uh, but I mean, that, that save, a third period, I just looked it up now. Um, literally was probably the save of the year. It was just Is that what he did almost like brilliant. Split? Yeah. It, um, but that's what you need though. Like when you're, when you're a backup goaltenders coming in, let alone a, I'm not going to call him an emergency goalie. Cause that really wasn't the case. But you know, when you're called up from the AHL level, you're a veteran, you're a veteran, you're a journeyman and you're filling in for Swayman and you go into that game and it, they didn't really miss a beat from all Mark to him just from that one game. I thought that was, that was, you know, that was key for this team. And I just want to piggyback, too, on, on Kevin's point. We have really been harping a lot on the defense. You know what I mean? Like, their defense has been probably suspect at times. They've looked a lot better. It's almost as if they're starting to get that cohesiveness from the blue line together. Hampus Lindholm looks like an like an absolute, like, I'm sorry that I said that he was kind of soft. Holy shit. This dude has been probably one of the biggest pickups that Don Sweeney has made in his entire tenure. He is making Sweeney look like a genius right now. I mean, how many points does the dude have? I kind of wish I had that in front of me prior to the game. Well, he has, like, well, he has four this. goals right now. Uh, so Is it like six straight games right now where he's got at least a point. point or something yeah. along those lines? Yeah. I mean, he has just looked phenomenal. And now that, that McAvoy is back, and this dude is playing at that level. Mackley scores in his first game. Team's fourteen and two. And I have a good feeling because every time we make our predictions, this team is just like hold my beer and we're, they're topping it. I don't know, man. I'd like, I mean, plus you're I mean, also I'm gonna have to find something wrong with the team. Right now. They're holy they're, smokes! Like this, this
2: what's, team is- what's awesome about that, Chris? is kind of hop on harp on your point here. He's played Lindholm has played 16 games. He's got 17 points. The bigger number that I look at is his plus minus. His plus minus is 18. Like that, that's that's good. That that's showing he's doing his job and that yeah. pairing if they can stay healthy, right? Like if they can stay healthy. And I know that's a big gift. Lindholm's only 28. and I know like you could say, well, in hockey terms, that's getting older, or whatever. But if you have him and McAvoy for the next, what was the contract piece? Uh, seven, seven years. years, seven, seven years. All right, yeah. so you have them for I'm the next six years. Year. Yeah, you know that that's that's a very, very, very good first line d pair. So you're in good shape, and, it's, and I'm really glad to see him starting to play well, and hopefully the two of those guys can stay healthy for the rest of this year um, because. That's a dangerous combo for sure.
0: And you also you also have Derek Forbert who is still on the IR, so he's coming back. Uh, so now now you're looking at another depth piece for the defense, and you got AJ Greer, who I mean he's an offensive guy, but he also has looked good defensively. Who you know it? I I said this to you guys yesterday, and I want to hear your opinion on this. I I know I brought this out yesterday and this is just from yesterday's game and it's, you've seen it more and more as it's gone on throughout the season. It appears more and more like they're trying to bring back the identity of the big, bad Bruins a little bit. You saw, you saw Thomas, uh, Tomas nosik uh, stand up for David Posenock yesterday and, uh, beat the living shit out of that guy. You had AJ Greer beat the living, uh, shit out of, uh, Paul Litzkin, however the hell you pronounce his name. Uh, it, it appears, I'm not saying that bringing back the big bag Bruins, because you can't really bring that back. That's really just, you know, with the with the time, that's what it was. But it appears they're trying to bring their own identity fighting-wise to this team, something they did not have last year, Chris.
1: Yeah, you know, what's, what's actually funny that you brought that up, because I didn't listen to much sports radio last week, and I really wasn't buying any design. I just really didn't have the opportunity to do so but the one of the one of the, the times that I did listen to it they actually brought up this point where the bruins are starting to look like they're taking the the training wheels off a little bit and they're kind of bringing that back but i would probably go in caution cuz i kind of agree with what the guy said i think it was on feller as. i'm almost positive it was as um they kind of did the same thing, too, with um, God, why do I always forget his goddamn name? The dude that just was the head coach of this team, why do I always forget his Bruce name? Bruce Cassidy. Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I need to make an – I always forget the dude's name. I see his face every time <laughs> I mean, want to
2: yeah, The
1: head coach of the second-best team in hockey right now? I think I have like a – took a shot to the head. Yes, All that right. one, yes. Start that again. All right. They did the same thing with Bruce Cassidy. And then that whole, it just kind of slowly over time kind of changed. I hope that's not the case. I do like this, this physical play because what it's doing right now is you're saying to teams that yes, we're 14 and two, anybody on this roster can score. And it's clearly evident. I think 19 different players have scored a goal for the Bruins this season, which was, I believe tied with the Seattle Kraken at the time. And on top of it, it's almost any dude is being physical on the ice. When Thomas nosick is being physical and getting into fights, I mean that you're getting offensive production from guys, you're getting physicality from guys now. It's almost like this team knows they are that good, and they're not going to let anything derail them unless something
0: wild goes on. And so, that's- yes, I love this style of hockey they're playing and, and that that's what I'm trying to get at because this seems like I mean yes the Bruce Cassidy era tried to bring in uh that same thing Kevin but you know they tried to use like people like Trent Frederick and you know uh you know uh Nick Ritchie and uh, the uh Brett Ritchie some of these like name uh names that you don't you know hear as much but AJ Greer obviously no one has ever heard of him but he's kind of like a better better version better fighting version of Trent Frederick uh, you got Nick Felino who's fighting now, which is what you wanted out of him last year, but he wasn't doing it last year. Uh, you got Derek Forbert when he's healthy who wants to fight all the time. And you even got Nosek now who, you know, never fights. But, you know, when the time comes and he has to, he has to. So it just feels it, this feels like, a, uh, as I do agree with Chris to a point, but this do, does feel like a different kind of scenario this time around for the Bruins. It feels like they have the right pieces to make this a fighting team now.
2: Yeah, I, this is something I've been harping on since last year, maybe, if not yeah. before that. Um, you know, and I think you're right. The style of game around the NHL in of itself is, is going away from the enforcer-esque type roles. Like, we're not going to see the Sean Thorntons of the world ever again, you know, and I hate to say that because that guy's awesome you know, like as a legend around here. Um, but it's, it's, they have the right pieces that when someone needs to answer, there's, there there are people that answer. And the thought of having in the back of your, their mind of, all right, if I take a run at Bergeon, if I take a run at Pasta, Martian, um, McAvoy, like the, the centerpieces of this team, I'm going to have to answer for it. Like, that makes guys second guess. That makes guys all right, I'm going in the corner. I might pull up a little bit here because you know what? I really don't want AJ Greer punching my face in right now. Like you know, I'm just not here for that tonight. Okay. So um, you know, it's a it's a nice element to add. And I and I think, you know, we we talk about it as oh wow, like, you know, this guy, AJ Greer is only here for fighting. He's Finding the scoring sheet too, he's got three goals, he's got three assists. Like, he is doing a little bit of both. And I, it, it's he's I don't want to insult him, but he kind of strikes me as like the Walmart version of Milan Lucic, right? Like, the Milan Lucic when he first came out is kind of more that aggressive guy. Obviously, Lucic is a lot bigger and more physical, um, just because of his body type, he, he can be that way, but he had the ability to score too. And Greer, I think, has shown. A little bit of that, especially for that third, fourth line guy. Obviously, he's not going to score 30 goals a year, but if you can get 10 out of them. That's huge. And, and right now, it seems like he's on track for that. So, um, you know, it, it's good to see. It's fun. It makes for fun hockey. We're a talented team. The physicality aspect comes into it, as you see, when we beat the shit out of the Canucks again, because that's another joke of an NHL franchise um, that still hasn't recovered from... 2011, but <laughs> hey, you know, um, it, it's nice to see it, it makes me fun, hockey. So,
0: so something, and you know, we we talk about this, and they've been playing at home a lot. They're nine and at home, and this is the fir- first time in franchise history they're nine oh, at home. And They started back in 1929, that is impressive. This is also the best start in franchise history, which is 14 and two. Once again, started back in 1929. Now, Kevin Paul DuPont uh tweeted tweets this out after every home game, and this is. This is impressive every time I see it. Uh, they're not at, at on home ice. Their lead at the Garden, when they're in the lead, uh, they've had the lead for 317 minutes and 32 seconds. 317, 32. Their opponent has had the lead for 15 minutes of that. 15 minutes they've had the lead, their, the opponents have had. So the ratio is 21 to one through nine games. And that, that, that's, I mean, it's not going to hold up, of course, but just that the start that they have had is just so impressive guys. And I, and I want to get into this in a second because, you know, they have a tough stretch coming up here and it's going to really test them, but it's the way they have looked on home ice. I, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it, Chris. Um, Dominant. <laughs> I think that's all I you can say it's dominant
1: I mean they are literally using the ability to be a home team just imagine when again to your point there's gonna you know this honeymoon phase is gonna fizzle and they're gonna come down earth a little bit but let's just say they play this consistent at home all the way who's going to want to play here in Boston the way this team is playing right now, a couple now where you're going to be feeding off the fans at a high level. I think it just continues just to, to kind of play into this team is on a, just a different trajectory than I think anybody really, anybody gave them credit for. And, everything right now is clicking. The only thing right now that this team needs to get finalized is David Posternog. They get that piece squared away. I think they get that squared away. Another banner's going up in the, in the damn rafters.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's that. No, you're 100% correct. And I think that's going to be the next step in what Sweeney has to get done. And I mean, he's got to get done soon because the more they, the more he scores, the more the, uh, the price goes up and Kevin talking about franchise cornerstones here for a second. Uh I, I told you guys last week, I wanted to talk about this kid and we witnessed him on uh sat on Saturday. And that's Tage Thompson. And kid is just unbelievable. He's really stepped it up a notch this year. And, you know, uh David um, Patrice Bergeron had a nice little conversation with him before the game at uh center ice. His wife just had a cancerous tumor removed from her brain. And, you know, he watched he watched Patrice Bergeron all the time when he was younger and was a big fan. So it it, it appears that you know Tate Thompson's really taking that Buffalo team to the next level Kevin and I am uh, you know just they're going through a rough patch right now and they're still rebuilding but Tate Thompson who they traded Ryan O'Reilly for back in 2019 to the St. Louis Blues which I mean all in fairness it did help the St. Louis Blues a lot in that in that year but trading Tate Thompson and now they have a franchise cornerstone it appears that Buffalo's on the right on the right track right now.
2: Yeah, that kid that kid looks legit. I I honestly you knew he was good, right? You, you kind of hear All right, this kid's one of the rising stars, or he's he's one of the best players in the game. Um, but until you really watch him, right? Until you watch an entire game of him, you're like, wow, this <laughs> this dude's legit. I also didn't realize how big oh, he was. He's, huge. he's a big. He's dude. He's like six seven, like, isn't he? Whoa! Yeah. He's yeah. I just looked it up. He's six six two twenty.
0: Good God, dude! If that man hit you. it's
2: like, wow, oh. like that. That was probably one of the most. So usually when you think of the guy, they like these skill player guys, right? Like you think of these, the ability to put the puck in the back of the neck, quick hands you're looking around at like 62 63 180 ish 185 kind of smaller and agile type guys. When you're doing that at 66 220 like not only are you one of the best players on the ice, you're also one of the biggest dudes on the ice. Like that that's that's kind of going back to what we talked about earlier of like you know what? I'm going to let this dude get the puck because I don't feel like getting my head beat in into the boards going into the corner. This dude's a beast, (laughs) you know, and and it's probably the one thing Buffalo has, has done right in the last shit decade, decade (laughs) plus, you know, they, they, they agreed to this, to sign him to a seven year deal. So, um, you know, that's a great, great deal for them. He's going to be a guy that's going to give the Bruins a hard time for, Seven years to come, you know, and um, he's the only one that found the back of the net for Buffalo. So hopefully Buffalo does the right thing and doesn't screw it up like they did to Eichel. But um, yeah, that's a different. Well, yeah, that's that's a a whole different beast. You know that that's another conversation. Imagine if they had Tage Thompson and Jack Eichel right now, like playing.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: that's a different that's a different team. That yeah. team is more of a wow, they're scary. Good. <laughs> and yeah, they're, no, they're, they're scary. Good,
0: they're super young. They got Ross Ms. there, uh, uh, Chris. They got Ross Ms. they got Middlestat. Uh, I mean, Chris, they got Anders Bjork. Uh, I, I think they still have Anders Bjork. I don't even know if they have him anymore. I don't think they even have him anymore. Do they? Did they cut him?
1: Uh, I am under the Sabres roster right now. Give me one second if they cut him, yeah, that makes yeah, a, that, that makes
0: that makes the Taylor Hall trade even fucking better
1: <laughs> i i don't see him on like oh. the it doesn't mean he's not in the minors
0: still still what a fleece job yeah. I, a, don't, f- I don't see him on the actual uh, roster what a, what a fleece job anyway but as i was saying they 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 have that young depth in the roster and they they're up and coming they have looked good they've had their rough stretch and they got the right guy behind the bench to you know, uh, kickstart this team, but moving forward, uh, before we wrap things up and all that stuff, I do want to get to what's coming up after Monday. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit more about this on Monday, but I want to talk about a little bit today too. They have a, they have a rough stretch coming up and this is, and this is where, you know, the, the lead that you have built the 14 and two lead that you have in the Atlantic division with 28 points, I believe you're like 10 points ahead of the second place team. Uh, this is where it comes in handy because if you 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 can afford to. I'm not saying you should lose, but if you do lose, it's not going to hurt you as much. But they have, uh, I believe, it's two games against uh two games against Colorado, two games against Tampa Bay, uh game against Florida. Uh, there was a couple of others in there too. It's it's a rough stretch though, Kevin. Uh, this is this is uh one of those I don't want to say make or break stretches, but this is going to show you what they are made of. And this is really going to show you what this team really is.
2: Yeah, this is this is the type of stretch of the schedule that you, you makes or breaks a team, right? Like that kind of separates the you know I forget the saying, but like are the, are you guys a legit team or are you kind of a pretender here? Are You just did you just get lucky with the first fifteen games of your schedule where? 10 of them were soft games, or, you know, how did it really shake out for you? I I don't think that's the case, but um, this will be fun. This is a fun stretch. You're going to see some really good hockey. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, like you said, even if you, God forbid, but even if you do somehow just go 500, that's not bad. Like, if you show that you can consistently compete with the better teams in the league, the Panthers, the Lightning, the Avalanche, like – those are teams, the Golden Knights. Th- yeah, those are the teams that are you're gonna have to compete with to win a Stanley Cup. So it's a good test and it, it it's kind of shows the Bruins, you know, don't ride too high and don't fly too low. Like just kind of find out where you are. Yeah, you're a legit team. I think you're I think they should be in the Stanley Cup contention now, or at least in the conversation if this continues. But um, you know, take a game at a time and and fight through it. Fight through, see what see what you can do. And hell, if you somehow come away with this and you're playing 700 hockey over the next ten games, that that's gonna be fun to watch, man. I, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited seen, to see this. And there's a lot of good hockey. Before I get to
0: you, Chris, I, I've seen a lot of people say December is when they're gonna really know when this Bruins team is. Uh, if they're legit or not. And just looking at it for a second, the good news out of this. So starting on Monday, you got, you got two, you got the flyers and the uh, Blackhawks coming up the next two games. Then starting on Monday, you're in Florida for two for uh, the lightning and the Panthers. After that, you have four straight home games against hurricanes, lightning avalanche, and then the golden Knights. That's the good news out of all this is you're so dominant on home ice. You get these guys on your home ice. Now, Uh, so now the, the big question is, can they do it on the road? And, but with how they've been playing on home ice, it does make you, it does give you a little bit of an ease of mind knowing that you're playing these teams, but still, these are some of the big, you know, top of the conference, uh, teams that you're going to be facing. Now, given Tampa Bay has been struggling mightily lately, uh, they don't even look like the same team from the last couple of years. And that was bound to happen, nor does Florida, but, just this home stretch of four games there, Chris. It it makes you feel a little bit more confident that they're at home for these big games.
1: No, I agree. Um I do like their matchups for the rest of this month. Uh December is gonna be like Murderer's Row. Yeah, dude, it's ridiculous. I would well you you know. They got the coyotes talking, in there, though. I was like, got that going. Well, they got the coyotes sandwiched between Colorado and Vegas <laughs> um in that like mixture you know in that it's almost like a death pill but um
0: I found the Keith Kinkade well, game. <laughs>
1: that, that'll the Keith game that'll be the Keith Kinkade
0: game
2: that would be the Keith Kinkade game
1: but no i mean if you if you're looking at it though both the flyers and the blackhawks kind of middle of the pack blackhawks are not a good hockey team um i mean the flyers I, I know we're not doing predictions right now, but I mean, if the Bruins don't come out of these next two games two and zero, I would be disappointed. One and one is not going to cut it. You need to take care of the Flyers and the Blackhawks. You get the Sunday off, and then kind of go from there. But um, but I don't know. (laughs) I, I I I feel I feel like you got four home games left this month. They should all be two points you should, you should collect eight points out of this whole stretch. Yep. To be honest with you, I think, I think anything less than 10 points out of these last, uh, what is it? Six games would be unacceptable based off how they played
0: so far okay. this season. So, so with that being said, let's move on to, uh, let's wrap this up and move on to those predictions because, uh, we only have, we, ah, crap. I'm sorry. I'm watching the football game. Terry McLaurin almost had a touchdown and I would have been so happy because I, I need 20 points to, uh, Uh, You know, that's besides the point. Anyway, this isn't a football podcast. This is a hockey podcast. So they got, we got two games between now and uh, now three games between now and Monday. There's a game on Monday at seven. Uh, You got, so you're home for the next two of the flyers on Thursday and then the Blackhawks on Saturday. And then you come around and uh, start your mini road trip in Florida on Monday with Tampa Bay. Kevin, what is your prediction uh, for those three g- upcoming games, uh, you went three and zero last week. You got got them right.
2: I'm so tempted to say three and zero again. Oh,
0: remember we haven't used the sin bin yet, boys. You know we've been doing well to stay away from the sin bin.
2: I think I'm gonna stick with my three and zero. I, I, I just, just, I just think, kind of like what you said earlier, the. The Lightning are a good team, but they're not that
0: Juggernaut,
2: Wagon. Yeah, they're 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 another good team. And I, I think I think that's a game that we should be able to win. Um, you know, I know we're we're going down there, but I think we have a hard hand right now, and I think that's that game comes down to a one goal overtime, maybe possibly, hopefully not type of finish and and I think the Bruins come out on top so I'll stick with I'll stick with my three and oh but um it very easily could be two and one.
0: That's what I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with two and one here because uh I I, I think that Tampa Bay game is gonna be a lot they got I mean I they're bound to lose at least one game here sometime and I don't think it's gonna be the Blackhawks or Flyers. Uh so I'm gonna say Tampa Bay is gonna be that loss. It's probably gonna be an overtime or shootout so they'll still get a point out of it, but it's going to be one of those uh, barn burners. What about you, Chris? Before we wrap this up, what what do you say?
1: Yeah, I've been going back and forth in my head right now of the two between Florida and Tampa Bay. Um, you know they've already played Florida once this year, right? It, they played them at the Garden. Yes. So. They take care of business against the Flyers and the Blackhawks. That's two and zero oh, to, to round up the week. The fly. See, the problem is the both the Lightning and the Panthers. They, they're. I think they both got like seventeen points right now. So yeah. Th- so so the Bruins are 10, point, point, ten
0: points. Ten yeah. points ahead of everyone. Eleven.
1: <laughs> I guess my question would be: Is that if if they play, if they play the Lightning at, during one of these stretches, Kincaid's got to play.
0: Yeah, so which so one? So you got? Play, you, I got to think he does plays. Play, does he play Saturday against Chicago? Yep. That's what I got. to th- think Saturday. O-mark
1: Friday and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, and then does that layover against the Lightning? Bite them. I'm gonna say they're gonna go two one only really because this is the first time they're gonna. This is the first time they're seeing Tampa. It's at home. It's kicking off the road trip. I think they can take care of Florida. And then, I mean, we're not going into those picks yet, but um, I'm going to go two and one, but it all depends though. Now, if Kincaid doesn't play Saturday, then they're going to go three and oh, in the stretch.
0: So we've seen, we have seen, we have, I mean, we, it's only seen once, but we've seen uh, Montgomery uh, pull a different card out. And, you know, he started Kincaid against the Buffalo Sabres when he, we thought he was going to start against the uh, Canucks. So they put him up against a tougher team. So they could definitely put him up against the Tampa Bay team. I would not be surprised by that. Do I want that? No, I do not want that because I would rather have the hot hand in Linus Olmark uh in that game. But you know, it is what it is. so whatever happens, happens. But it's an in, it's an interesting scenario to look at because now this stretch you're gonna have to start, you know, wondering what which which games you want your goalie in, which game you want what goalie in, because you know Olmark can only go like I think three straight games before he needs a break at this point. So anyway, I
1: think it's all also- just Like I said, it's all, all going to depend on how that cookie kind of crumbles, so to speak. Yeah. You know, so I, if I'm, like I said, I'm going to and one, we'll lock that in. But okay. if he doesn't
0: play Saturday, then it's going to
2: be
0: 3-0. <laughs> so it's like, a do- it's like a double parlay. So you got a backup parlay for your for your parlay. Okay. Yeah, always come prepared. I like it. So you're going to lose money either way, but at least you're going to win money out of that somehow so some exactly so well, you we'll be, win if
1: you don't play
0: of course and of course as always we'll be back on monday uh we'll uh talk about this upcoming uh brutality of a stretch we'll have we'll celebrate uh thanksgiving uh because that is next week already good god uh, this month has flown right by um and you know may, maybe maybe we could get jamie jamie galen on maybe uh, I'll, I'll let Chris work his uh, phone lines on that one. Uh, I we can try to get Jamie on for that one if he's uh, which uh, this coming Monday? Yeah, thanks. Thanksgiving week Monday. I, yeah yeah, I don't yeah. see why he yeah yeah. Oh, okay, I'll message. This is, him- this is oh, all part, is part of it. the podcast too, by the way. The, all this all this discussion is part of the podcast, so it's the best. He's part
1: on the, he's on a flight right now, coming back from Nashville.
0: Oh, so huh. yeah, good he, for him. Yeah, Yeah, we need to get back on. It's been a while, so might as well uh, attempt to uh, get get a fourth person on. So, without further ado, without my rambling going on, uh, I am Jeff Hogue. that is Kevin Perdillos, and that is Chris Henrique. This has been yet another episode of Shorthanded Takes a Boston Bruins podcast, brought to you by Beyond the Monster, and we will see you all next week. Peace.